Welcome everybody to the Miami Sports Vibes YouTube channel, to the Miami Sports Vibes podcast. Those of you guys listening on audio, man, um, I'm feeling a little bit, you know, I'm in the I'm in the spirit now. <laughs> you know, I got my I got my heat hat, I got my dolphin shirt. I'm repping my Miami teams out here, man. And listen, I'm feeling good. Had a nice little break, had a couple days off from the NBA, you know, like seven days off. Got to enjoy the All-Star game or not not so much, man. I mean, the All-Star game, let's start with it. Let's start with the All-Star game. I think the All-Star game was terrible, to be quite honest with you. I think it was terrible. I think the NBA has been, you know, they've been slowly trying to implement different things where, you know, first you saw, okay, let's pick captains. Like a couple captains pick a couple players in the NBA. Let's see how that goes. And, you know, it was cool for like the first year, year or two. They started to tinker with it a little bit. They started to do different things. And then it started to kind of stale out. You know, it's just like, how can you just keep getting creative? And how can you keep, you know, motivating these players to continue to try in the All-Star game? That was a wash. I mean, long story short, they ended up reverting back to now East versus West. It's like, is that is that even working? Is this better? Is this not? Quite frankly, I didn't enjoy the All-Star game. I don't know if there's many people that did enjoy the All-Star game. I don't know if there's many people on the other side that are just, you know what? Screw the All-Star game. I've been over it five years ago, which I've seen plenty of that. And I understand it because the product out there is just ridiculous. I mean, you got all of the top talent in the NBA, all the All-Stars, all the players that people love to see night in and night out. And quite frankly, it's because players just don't want to get hurt. You know, they understand that the goal is to win a championship. The All-Star game is in the middle of the season. So you go hard, you get hurt. You look like the idiot that got hurt in the All-Star game. You know, and how how would that go? You know, it wouldn't go well. So there's a couple things that come to my mind, like how to fix the All-Star game, right? Because the All-Star game should be enjoyable to us as fans. At the end of the day, we want to see the best players and we want to see the best players compete. Hell, you see clips of it if you're old enough or if you're young enough. There's that on YouTube. You used to see these players compete back in the day at the All-Star game. Maybe not for a full 48, but they were turned up in the fourth quarter in the second half. And they've been trying to kind of wash that down our throats like lately. Like, okay, if it's close in the fourth quarter, these players are going to turn it up. You hear the announcer say, oh, you know, it's fourth quarter time. It's go time. These players are going to lock in. Nah, that's bullshit. It, they haven't locked in for years. Even if it's a close game in the fourth quarter, they just don't care. It's simply just, it, it's just, it's terrible, man. Like, I don't know if I'm able to even watch another. This was like the first time where I just said, yeah, I, I'm kind of done. Like I'm out, I'm out on this. I'm out on this all-star game. Take this off. I, I can't, I couldn't even deal with it. And let alone, it was a blowout. You had Carl Anthony town scoring 50 points in the all-star game. Like at what am I supposed to give flowers to that? And that's my boy, but it's just, something's got to change with the all-star game, man, to be honest with you. Cause they, it has to make it better for us fans. I feel like us fans deserve to see this. I, I feel like it would be such a great event. So then how do you do that? Right. How do you make the all-star game fun for the fans? How do you make these guys compete? Well, you know, listen in a couple podcasts, you know, Paul George's podcast for one, uh, a couple of other ones from some NBA players. 
in-season tournament. Players were out on that. But then what was the driving force that got the players to flip the switch? You guys saw the in-season tournament. These players actually really tried, and they really cared. Did everybody? Probably not. But a good amount freaking cared. And we saw a good product that we could look forward to on Tuesdays and Fridays with the in-season tournament. Stuff was fun. I think it was a success. Why did they try so hard? Because there was money involved. Money talks to these players. It just does. And people, like casual people that might not understand, they'll be like, how much more money do these people need? They're already rich. They're already millionaires. The, like, how much do they need? It, listen, too much money isn't enough money for these guys. I mean, not all of these guys, they're not going to play in the NBA for their whole life. They're, they want to be able to set up themselves for life. They want to set up their families, their mothers, their fathers, their their kids, their kids' grandkids, and so forth and so forth, and invest money because sometimes the game can be taken away. Sometimes you can make a bad mistake here or there. Sometimes you can make a bad investment. We've seen stories of different players that have been at the top and lose money quick. Like reality happens because sometimes, you know, these athletes aren't the smartest with their money. So money does talk for these players, right? Incentivize it a little bit more. Put some money in the pot. And I'm not talking about money for charity because we tried that. And it's just like sometimes as sad as it is, that stuff's for show, which is sad. You know, it's like it's like you're not going to try your best. What's going to make you try your best? Jason Tatum, Luka, all of these players. Hell, say every player of the winning team gets X amount of dollars, like something that'll make them try. I think that's where we start. That's a starter. Where do we go from there? Make it look cooler. I like the East and West thing. I was over the team captain things. But how about these players bringing out their own jerseys? We saw that back in the day, back with Michael Jordan and stuff. These players wore their own jerseys to their own teams. And that thing looked super, super retro, super cool. Like, bring that back. Whereas if they're in the East, if the East side is hosting the All-Star game, which in this case was Indiana, their own team have their own jerseys. Like, the East will wear all of those, their home team's white jerseys. I think that's where we should start with that. And the road team will wear their West road jerseys. I think it will just look so cool. All right, that's eye popping. That'll get the fans involved. That'll get the fans wanting to see that. Like, right? We're just we're we're tired of looking at this stuff. Just spice it up. So, I'm talking about effort from players with the money. Bringing old like just your own team jerseys back. It just looks freaking cool. Like, do that for us. At the end of the day, you're you're trying to please the fans, right? So, I think that's that's two things right there. The third thing Right, because I have four points. The third thing is, well, it's kind of it, it goes hand in hand, and you hear me out. So the third thing is, make the it has to involve playoffs. It has to involve playoffs. Something involving playoffs. I don't know if you could say 
maybe the Eastern Conference. I know they used to do this back in the day. I don't know if this ha- is this is still going on. But if it is taken out, whoever wins the All Star game, whether it's East or West, gets home field advantage, home court advantage in the NBA Finals. Why do I say that? All right, you're playing with the the best players in the NBA. They all have egos. They all think they have a chance. They all think they can win the title. At that point in time where the season is in the middle of the season, if you say, yo, winner between East or West gets home court in the NBA Finals, you got people like Jokic now trying. Okay, because Jokic doesn't try for shit. You got Jokic trying because he wants home court in the Finals. You want to play in altitude in Denver. You got Jason Tatum trying his ass off because, hey, if it's against Denver and it's against Boston, you don't want to go to Denver for games one and two when you can make it at your place in Boston, right? You got Giannis trying to get home field advantage. You're getting people from the East trying to stay away from home court advantage in Denver. All right. I know that was a thing back in the day, and I believe they put a stop to that. I think they should bring that back. I think that's another you know, added incentive for these guys that actually think they have a chance to win a title, which they all think because they're egos, that they, they think they have a chance. Bam, another effort thing. And I think that's pretty much my top three on how to fix the NBA All-Star game. I think we try from there. And shoot, I hope the NBA, Adam Silver, maybe hears this. I mean, I'm a fan. Listen, the fans want to see something good. And I think this is a starter. Um, second thing I also thought about, not second thing, but fourth thing, it kind of goes hand in hand is kind of similar to the NFL where you make the all-star game, you know, a week before the NBA finals, or I mean, not a week before because it's, it's the NBA, maybe a couple days before the NBA finals and any all-star that makes it from those two teams that are in the finals kind of sit out. Why do I say that? Right. Is that weird? Whatever. Hear me out. Listen, if these players are saying that their excuse for not trying, which they are saying, is because they don't want to get hurt. Make it a week before the finals. Your season's over. Because I just said, the two teams that make it to the NBA finals, none of their players are allowed to make it to the All-Star game, just like the Pro Bowl with the Super Bowl in the NFL. So those players have no excuse to get hurt because their season's done. They have no excuse to try hard. They have no excuse to compete. And now you could really probably see the NBA All-Star game kind of be what it is. As far as the slam dunk competition, guys, I think the slam dunk competition is going to be what it is. I mean, there's only so much you can do. There's only so much creativity you can do at this point. It's kind of like you get what you get. You either like it or you don't. You tune in or you don't. It is what it is. The three-point contest, I think it's awesome. I like that they added, you know, the four-point things. That's pretty cool. Um, The skills challenge is fun. Uh, I miss the old skills challenge, honestly. I really like that. Um, but All-Star Weekend is just, it's such a wash now that I feel like you have to target the All-Star game. Fix the All-Star game in itself. And I think, you know, I think that's where you have to start with. So that that's where I'm looking at. Uh, I see a couple comments here. Giannis has pulled up own team jerseys. So, yeah, that's what I said, man. And I agree with that. Uh, appreciate the comment. I agree, man. How cool would that be? Just seeing your seeing your own teams with like their own jerseys. That's how it looked back in the day, and it was awesome, man. Um, he also says in the chat, the distance between the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference is too short. Yeah, that, that, is, that is true. That is true. I would make it after. You see what I mean? Like, I agree. That's just another thing. 
somewhere along those lines, you got to start there and you got to fix it fast because I think the fans deserve it. And I think the All-Star game is getting such a bad stigma to it. Like everybody's talking so negatively about this All-Star game because it's going on year after year, year, year after year after year. And the NBA is freaking good. Like you got crazy talent out there. How freaking cool would it be to see these players actually compete, man? Like in a real game. Make it before make it before the NBA finals. You imagine seeing like come on, man, like seeing like Kevin Durant against Giannis, like going full go with uh, along with Steph Curry, along with Shea Gilgis Alexander, Luca. Have these people balling. John Morant when he comes back, man. That thing would be must see TV, man. Uh Giannis in the chat says they should do a Curry versus Sabrina type of thing yearly with the past three-point season, best three-point shooter in the WNBA and the mid-season best shooter in the NBA. I think that's cool. I think that would be cool. I really did like that Sabrina stuff, uh, Sabrina and Curry. I think I think that they they found something there, and I think they'll be able to do some good things moving forward. But those are my thoughts on fixing the All-Star game, man. I think you start there. Uh, let me know in the comments. Um, and if you're listening to this video, um, you know, a day later, just chime in on the comments. I'll get back to you, man. I'm really curious to hear your thoughts on how to fix the NBA All-Star game. So those are my things. Those are my ways to fix it, man. Like it's says, I think it's pretty, I think you're on your way if if you do those things. And I think the NBA All-Star game would just in a better, be in a better place after that because I think the fans deserve it. We deserve it. Like it would be must, it would just be amazing to see these players compete. And I think if you do those, one of those things or a couple of those things, I named four points. So Adam Silver, if you're listening, please. Giannis in the chat says he liked the dunk competition. I I do like. Listen, McClung is is the real deal. He actually bought some spark back. Uh, but I just based on some of the All Star uh, the slam dunk competitions we've seen lately, I just didn't like it, man. I really miss those Derek Jones, Aaron Gordon ones, that Zach Levine, Aaron Gordon one. That those things were awesome. And I was actually thinking to myself, my dream slam dunk competition would be five slam dunk slam dunkers and it's no way it happens but man could you imagine if you just see these guys like ja lebron zion aaron gordon derrick jones jr like that would be freaking crazy to see but i don't understand like lebron's been had they he's had people begging him to do this slam dunk competition his whole career yo michael jordan did it vince carter did it Yo, you had the great players do it, man. Like, who cares, man? Just do it. It's part of NBA. It's part of having fun. But your own NBA All-Stars aren't even trying to take part in these acti- in these festivities. It's just like, yo, you, you got, there's got to be a way. There's got to be a way. So, Adam Silver, if you're out there, by some miracle, listening to this, please take my advice. Do a couple of those things that I said, and you'll get this All-Star game fixed, man. I'm telling you. And like some money for each player that wins home field, home court advantage for the winner, even whether it's in the West or the East or make it the, the week or the couple days before the NBA finals. And the players that make it from the East and the West representatives are not in the all-star game. That way, these players have no excuse not to compete, not to say I'm going to get hurt and we can see these NBA players complete compete at a high level because that's what we freaking deserve, man. <laughs> but that's my take on the NBA. Um, we do have a lot of games 
in the NBA tomorrow. The NBA is back finally. Been a whole week off. There's 25 games left of the regular season. So this is when things really get freaking interesting. This is probably the most fun time to watch the NBA. It's right here. It's 25 games left. The standings are very close. People are trying to avoid play-ins. People are trying to lock in top seeds. People are trying to get rhythm going into the playoffs. People are trying to get healthy. This is the time where you're going to see the best basketball being played from now until probably a couple weeks, probably a week into March because, you know, players will probably be locked into some seating. They'll probably take their foot off the gas a little bit. But right here, right now, this next, like, 17-game stretch for each team, it's going to be awesome. So I expect big, big things. And uh, let's talk about the games. Let me give you my predictions on the games tomorrow because we do have a lot. And then I want to share, uh, I want to rank my top five MVP candidates right after that. And then we will get on out of here. Um, first game, the Knicks taking on the 76ers in Philly. Knicks 33 and 22. Sixers right there, 32 and 22. Jalen Brunson coming off the All-Star game. Tyrese Maxey coming off the All-Star game. You know Joel Embiid is not playing in this game. I expect the Knicks to win this game. Playing in Philly is never easy. It is a hostile environment. and But it, without their big guy and Joel Embiid, now I know the Knicks have a lot of injuries as well. Um, but Sixers without Embiid, I'm total, totally out on them. <laughs> I really am. Uh, Philly is favorite, and that's because the Knicks are dealing with a couple more injuries. But I just think the Knicks are a better team than Philly without Joel Embiid. So give me the Knicks to win this game. Um, next, the Magic taking on the Cavaliers. The Magic at 30 and 25. Are they trying to make a late push? Bancaro coming off his all-star game nod, which well-deserved, going against a Cleveland Cavaliers team who's 19 and 9 at home and have been rolling behind Donovan Mitchell. Cavs are 36 and 17. I think the Cavs win that. They're favored by six and a half points. I don't think they have much trouble at home. But then again, listen, it's the NBA. Are the Magic really gonna try to make this late push? We shall see. Are the Magic ready? Are they a year away? Are they two year away? I think they're one year away. Don't sleep on the Magic. Uh, Pistons, Pacers. Is there much to say? The Pistons are eight and forty six. Loved what the Pacers are doing. Halliburton and Siakam. We're gonna see those two get to gel and get that chemistry going. I like the Pacers in that game. Nets and Raptors. That should be an interesting one, man. Every time these two teams play, it's normally a competitive game. I'm not a fan of watching either of them play basketball, but they usually play competitive. The Raptors are favored by two and a half, and I am picking the Raptors to win that game. Uh, TNT game, the Suns and the Mavericks. This is must-see TV. This is a rivalry that's been going on for now a couple of years. You see Devin Booker and Luka Doncic talk all the smack to each other. I love watching this matchup. The Dallas Mavericks are at home, and they're favored by two and a half. Yo, let me tell you something. The Phoenix Suns have been playing way better since Bradley Beal has returned. Kevin Durant's playing out of his mind. Devin Booker is balling the hell out. But, yo, this season from Luka Doncic has been special, all right? And since making the trade, acquiring P.J. Washington and Gafford, not got Kyrie Irving playing basketball again, the Mavs look freaking tough. Now, their record, they're kind of low in the standings. I expect them to be better. But this team is super, super talented in the Dallas Mavericks. I really like the trade that they made. I really like the vibes in Dallas. And this team honestly just owns Phoenix time and time again. Like Luca owns the Phoenix Suns. I don't see them losing again. I just don't. 
I like the Mavs here. I I mean, I'm rooting for the Suns because I'm a big Devin Booker fan, but I think Dallas just owns them, man, time and time again. So give me the Mavericks. Uh, you got the Celtics and the Bulls. Uh, that should be a win for the Boston Celtics. They're 43 and 12. They're looking to finish the season strong. Uh, I'm not, I don't like the Bulls, man. <laughs> so much talent and for no reason. You got the Rockets and the Pelicans. Pelicans are a sneaky good team. Uh, I expect them to win this game and I expect them to handle them. Uh, Clippers Thunder, that's going to be a must see TV game. I think I'm going to be locked into that one, honestly. Uh, I don't, yeah. I don't see me missing this game. I mean, I love watching both of these teams play uh, on a night-to-night basis separately. So them matching up with each other is going to be a good one. Thunder are at home. They are favored by two and a half. Clippers have a way more experienced team here with Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Russell Westbrook, James Harden. Uh, Coming off a break where I feel like those players need it, especially Kawhi Leonard, who's playing out of his freaking mind this season. He's been so freaking good to watch. Um, But... I like the Thunder here. Make a statement right after the All-Star game. Everybody's saying, yo, they're 37 and 17. Are the Thunder for real? They're a top two seed. Are they really going to be able to keep this afloat? You're in Oklahoma City. You had a week off. Listen, you guys are young. Go ahead. Start the second half of the season here strong. And let everyone know, yo, this wasn't no fake shit. Like, we're not running out of gas. We're keeping our foot on the acceleration button. Listen, give me the Thunder to win this game. Um, and then you got the Wizards and the Nuggets. <laughs> Wizards, 9-45. and 45. What a joke. <laughs> give me the Nuggets to win that game. Hornets, Jazz. No one's locked into that, but give me the Jazz. Spurs, Kings. Listen, Spurs are terrible. Shout out to Wemby. Um, but De'Aaron Fox, Demontis Sabonis, they got that easily. Then you got Lakers, Warriors. Uh, damn, I feel like these teams play so- <laughs> play a lot this game's in golden state last time these two played each other was a freaking hell of a game uh i believe the lakers won that one late i know it was a saturday night primetime game and they went back and forth i think it went to a couple overtimes it, it was fun as hell to watch i think the uh i think the warriors win though i think the warriors are really gonna have a nice little season here to end uh like i said 25 games left you saw glimpses of things that started to click, Draymond being activated, you know, Draymond playing like Draymond used to back in the day, Curry being Curry, Klay Thompson off the bench had a nice game. If they can get him to be consistent, and Jonathan Kaminga, man, he's found a role, and he's really playing good basketball. So I think the Warriors and the Lakers, honestly, I think they both have, you know, a pretty good finish to these last 25 games in the season. But for this case, I'm going to give it to the Golden State Warriors. Now, I want to give you guys my top five MVP candidates. I'm going to rank my top five and give them to you before we get on out of here. Uh, let me get to this comment. Giannis in the chat says Warriors are hot and their schedule only consists of playing Kings, Spurs, Lakers, Suns, and Pacers. Well, listen, I wouldn't say only there. All right. Those teams are tough, man. The Kings are a tough team. I don't care what their record says. I don't care if they don't have an all-star. They should have had two all-stars, but disrespect to the Sacramento Kings is just what's been happening as of late. De'Aaron Fox should have been an all-star. Sabonis should have been an all-star. Now the Spurs, I give you, they suck. The Lakers, you know, you still got to worry about them. The Suns, don't disrespect the Suns. They got my boy Devin Booker. And the Pacers are the Pacers. Uh, Speaking of the Kings, Jacoby, my dude, Kings winning on Monday, by the way. Of course, you guys got that. Please. Wait, you said Monday. 
Do we play you guys Monday? I'm thinking you're talking. I'm talking about tomorrow against the Spurs. Who do do we play you guys Monday? Let me find out if Jacoby's coming on this show being being disrespectful. I got it right here. Uh, Monday Heat Kings in Sacramento. Funny guy. <laughs> Funny guy. We shall see, man. We shall see who gets the best of that, man. I will definitely be talking hella shit. To my co-host, my boy Jacoby. Uh, he says we don't have Golden State again. I believe, yeah, I believe that the that the Warriors have played um have played the Kings. So uh he says, Yes, sir, I'm going. Good luck, my man. Good luck. Best believe I'm gonna be talking that shit, man. Uh Kings and Warriors, <laughs> gotta love it, man. Uh my guy Jacoby, man, my brother, my co-host. Uh, from our Dolphins podcast, he is a diehard Kings fan, man. The dude, the dude loves sports just like me, man. Shout out to Jacoby. <laughs> Always good hearing from him. But let me give you guys my top five MVP candidates uh, up to date. And it may shock some people. Many people might agree. Many people might not. But please tune in. Uh, let me know in the comment section if you're listening to the show later. Let me know your top five candidates. I ran it off like this. Um, my first MVP. It's not Jokic. It's Giannis. I mentioned this on my stream last week. Um, it's not Jokic. It's Giannis. Giannis is my number one MVP candidate to date right now. He's averaging 30.8 points per game, 11.2 rebounds, 6.4 assists, and one block a game. Shooting 61%. Obviously, most of his shots are coming in the paint. But the way he's been playing this season has been spectacular, bro. Like, you're really seeing angry Giannis, and I love to see it. The Bucks record is 35 and 21. That's good for second in the Eastern Conference right now. I think the Bucks are just going to get better. I think they're going to turn up. You saw the addition they made of adding Patrick Beverly, um, adding Danilo Gallinari, having Doc Rivers as a head coach. You got the final stretch of 25 games here, and Giannis is playing this good. He's kind of taking the team on his back and playing that lead role. Angry Giannis is fun Giannis to watch. Giannis is my clear cut number one MVP to this point. You can argue it. That's just my thoughts. Uh, many people say Jokic. Obviously, I think if Joel Embiid stayed healthy, it would be Joel Embiid. But listen, man, Giannis, 30 points per game, over 11 rebounds per game, shooting 61%, and the assist number, 6.4 assists a game for Giannis. Who would have thought Giannis can average over six assists a game? Dude is doing it all. I'm loving every bit of it. My second MVP candidate, Goes to Nikola Jokic. This is a guy who, like I've talked about, just manipulates the game. He does whatever the hell he wants at his own pace, and he's successful at it. Yeah, Denver is not a top one, two seed at this moment. But when push comes to shove in the playoffs, that Denver Nuggets team knows how to play with each other. Their chemistry is amazing. Uh, Jokic averaging 26.1 points per game, 12 rebounds, and 8.9 assists. 58% from the field. Their record is 36 and 19. So not that bad, but I feel like if Jokic wanted to average 30, he could. <laughs> so I'm giving it to Jokic at two because just watching Jokic play, it's like he really, really just gets the game, man. Uh, coming in at number three is my guy, Shea Gilgis Alexander. Shout out to Kentucky. Uh, averaging 31.1 points per game, 5.5 rebounds, 6.5 assists assists per game so he's averaging 31 5 and 6 shooting 55 percent from the field 37 from three i wish that was a little bit higher and 88 percent from the free throw line his team record is 37 and 17 second in the western conference shea gilgis alexander gets this spot for me 
simply because he has a young team in the OKC Thunder, and he's leading that team, and he's been leading that team consistently. You look at his box score. This dude is getting at least over 28 points per game, honestly, almost every single night. He's rebounding the ball. He's getting his teammates involved. He has a leadership factor to him. He started in the All-Star game. A freaking Thunder, not named Kevin Durant or Russell Westbrook, started in the All-Star game. Like, this is a new time. This dude has embraced this role. Ever since he got traded from the Clippers to the Thunder, he's kind of taken that personal, man. And he's really, really coming out of his shell, and he's showing big-time things. This is another guy that plays at his own pace. He's clutch as hell, gets the job done, understands that he's the leader, and just shows great poise, man. Shea Gilders Alexander coming in at number three. Number four, two spots left here. Luka Doncic, 34.2 points per game, which is amazing. 8.8 rebounds, 9.5 assists. 34, basically 8.8, rounded to 9, 9.5, 9. You're averaging like 34, 9, and 9, Luka. Like, that's insane, bro. <laughs> that is insane. I don't like the team record, though. I mentioned earlier, they're kind of low in the Western Conference from my liking. I think a team with a guy like that averaging those type of numbers. Um, granted, they did just make a trade, okay? They got Gafford, who's played really well for them. They got P.J. Washington. They got more of an all-around team, and you got a healthy Kyrie Irving. So maybe things turn out differently for Dallas. I think they will. Um, and with Luka playing like this, man, Luca might make a strong case. If Dallas finishes super strong, ends up like a freaking top, you know, two seed or something, Luca might have a chance to get MVP. So he is my dark horse for MVP. I think he can make a, a late push. He's has he has 49% from the field, 37.5% from three, 77 from the free throw line. This is a guy that's averaging 34, 9, and 9, but I don't like his splits. I think Luca should be shooting at least 40% from three. And I think his free throw percentage shouldn't be 77. Like, you're Luka Doncic. You can get to the paint whenever you want. You got to get that over, like, 85 or something, man. For a superstar player, I don't like a 77% free throw shooter. I don't like you shooting 37. I, I don't like you shooting under 38% from three either. Um. So, but Luka is, is still unbelievable, man. I'm nitpicking here. <laughs> and number five may surprise pen, uh, plenty of people. You know, you might think... It, Anthony Edwards, to be honest with you, but he is on his way to being in that conversation very soon, maybe even next year or the year after that. He's on his way, but not yet. I don't like the consistency there. You might say Jason Tatum, right? Top team in the East, Boston Celtics. Uh, I don't know. I like a couple. I like a lot of things I've seen from Tatum this year, but I think he's had better seasons in the past. He's locking in more defensively. He's kind of he has a goal in mind to win a championship. So he's kind of putting a lot of his ego stuff and scoring to the backseat, which I do respect, but I'm not giving that an MVP consideration talk. My number five guy is actually, it may shock people, but it's Kevin Durant. I mentioned how good the Suns looked ever since Bradley Beals came back. But even before Bradley Beals even came back, Kevin Durant has been consistent as hell for the Phoenix Suns. He's been that driving force. He's been the best player, the best scorer on that team, and he has been consistent. All right, he is the Suns' best player, man. He's averaging 28.2 points per game, 6.6 .6 rebounds per game, 
and 5.7 assists. This is a score-first guy. This is a guy that's probably the best scorer in the NBA, you can argue. He can shoot over the top of anybody, and he's averaging 5.7 assists, right, with a team that has Devin Booker, who's playing a lot of the point guard duties, all right? So Kevin Durant has taken on a different role. You see a different leader in Kevin Durant. You see him kind of getting more guys involved. You don't see him really chucking up shots here and there like he used to. He's kind of picking his spots. He's playing smart. You saw a little bit of that when he was, you know, spending time with Golden State. And I like that KD. Also locking in defensively. You want to know his shooting splits? 53.8 field goal percentage. All right? 44% from three. 87% from the free throw line. So he's flirting with the 50-40-90. And if you're flirting with 50-40-90 this close, you're giving me a field goal percentage that's 53%. You can round it up to 54, and you're giving me 44% from three. 50% from the field, 40% from three, 87, uh, 87% from the free throw line. That's literally, you're 3% off from 50, 40, 90. That matters to me. 50, 40, 90 is impressive if you could shoot 50 from the field, 40 from three, 90 from the free throw line. He could probably get that up. Kevin Durant gets that spot at number five. Um, so that's my top five. I got Giannis at number one, Jokic at number two, SGA at number three, Luca at four, and Kevin Durant at five. But boy, Luca and Durant at four and five, they can climb and they can climb fast with these last uh, final 25 games before the end of the regular season. Giannis in the chat says he has Luca at number one, Jokic at two, SGA at three, Giannis at four which does surprise me, and Kevin Durant at five. So I'm glad that we at least have the same five. Obviously, a different order here. Uh, appreciate you chiming in on the chat board as well on YouTube. Um, make sure you guys subscribe to the YouTube channel. If you are listening on audio, please make sure to hit the like button and subscribe. I'll be here weekly at 8 p.m. on Wednesdays. If there is a delay, I'll probably go on Thursdays. Most likely you catch me here every Wednesday at 8 o'clock. But like Giannis said on the chat, we have the same five, which I do respect your list. At least we have the same five, though. Uh, but those are my top five MVP candidates, and that is it. That is it. <laughs> so, like I said, guys, um, make sure to subscribe to the channel. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't. Tell a friend to tell a friend. I appreciate you guys making me a part of your day. Make sure to hit that like button. Subscribe. Catch me here. Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern time uh, for the live show on YouTube. And if you guys are listening on audio, you'll probably be listening to this uh, sometime Thursday morning. Um, <laughs> the Bucks are mid. Ooh, that is a hot take to end the show. The Bucks are mid. And you like the Bucks. Damn. We got a Bucks fan slash Warriors that says the Bucks are mid. Ain't that something? Listen, it's going to be a hell of a ride here. These last 25 games are going to be awesome to watch. Uh, I'm excited. The NBA is back. Hopefully, you know, hopefully we see this MVP race start to get cooking here, man. I think a lot of teams are really going to show out, man. Like I mentioned before on last week's show, beware of the Warriors. Beware of the Lakers. Beware of the Miami Heat and beware of the Dallas Mavericks. Those four teams, I believe, are going to have a strong end to the 25 games remaining. And look out. And also, the Suns, they've been climbing, all right? They've been showing you glimpses of it. 
watch out for them sons, man. I know a lot of people don't like the sons, but watch out for them boys, man. Uh, I will catch you guys here next week. All right. Make sure you guys have a good week. Good luck to your NBA teams. Uh, again, thank you for making me a part of your day. Thank you for the continued support. And I'll catch you guys next week. This is Nando. I'm out.